As what I mentioned at the beginning of this Mass, we are celebrating today Gaudete Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. And the word Gaudete comes from the Latin word Gaudium, which means rejoicing. That is the first word of the entrance antiphon for this Mass. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. Rejoice. The Prince of Peace is about to be born again in our hearts. This is really why we are joyful today. We have been journeying in the Advent season for the past three Sundays already. And if we took seriously the call of John the Baptist at the very beginning of this Advent season, the call to conversion, the call to repentance, the call to renewal, and we took that seriously from day one, and now we find ourselves in the third Sunday of Advent, it gives us a strong boost knowing that we have gone thus far at this point and that we are two weeks away, less than two weeks, for the celebration of the birth of Christ. But if we haven't started yet, if we haven't done anything since the first Sunday of Advent, the change of color should really remind us, it's like, what? have I done? Why I haven't started yet? So, it, in as much as it is a confidence boost to those who have started the journey from day one, it is a wake-up call to those who haven't started the journey. It's like, what? I have only two more weeks left? Well, the Lord is reminding us today. We better start right away. Sunday of rejoicing, Sunday of joy. Is there really things that we need to be rejoicing about given the situation that we have found ourselves for the last nine, is it nine months already since the pandemic? It, felt like five, it feels like five years already, <laughs> to tell you the truth. It's like forever. Is there a cause to rejoice? Lately, I have been in the midst of some difficult situations with, with some parishioners. Not that I have problems with them, but their life situations have become complicated, you know, with sickness, with loss of a loved one, uh, with uh, marital problems and issues. And I have just been thinking, I, I was looking at my, my iPhone last night as I was getting ready to bed. It's not a good practice. And I was just looking at the, the past things that I have done in my calendar. And I was just like, wow, a lot of suffering, a lot of difficulties. And it's the Sunday of Gaudete. It's like, is, what are we going to be rejoicing about? Just last Thursday, we had two funerals here. 
One was, a four, one was for a four-year-old who died of leukemia suddenly, you know, and, and there's a lot more going on. It's the incredible suffering in the lives of the people, and I'm not even just talking about the COVID, but just personal situations, personal situations. I had my own share. You probably have your own unique situations and challenges too. But it is, this is precisely in the midst of these difficulties that the Lord breaks open and announces this great reality that He is a God of joy. I've explained this so many times, and I'll repeat it again here. Thanks be to God that the call to discipleship is not a call to happiness. I'm not saying that we should not be happy. It's like, uh, I want to be happy, of course. But the reality is, we're not always happy. We're not always happy. If we, are having, if we are having difficulties in our personal lives and also just listening to the news, it's so depressing. I don't even watch the news anymore. There are so many things going on. We can never be happy, or we are not happy. I shouldn't say never. We, sh we are not happy. But even in the midst of these things, we can still be joyful. And what is joy? Joy is the fundamental assurance that whatever kind of situation we find ourselves into, God is in our side. <laughs> that is what joy is all about. We are happy because of our situation. We are joyful despite our situation. I had just a very powerful experience on this last week. I visited an ailing parishioner and and she and her cancer has progressed, um, and she's in hospice. Uh, she's been battling cancer for three years now, and the primary caretaker is her husband. Um, he's 88, and, uh, and uh, she's 85, I believe. And uh, he told me, oh, Father, it's been quite a journey. It's been quite difficult for us and all the, the restrictions you know i friends are calling us if they if they can visit but in as much as i want to allow them to visit of course i can't because of the situation of my wife and i don't want to expose her which is you know understandable and just the day-to-day -day battle is difficult but he told me really that stayed with me he said you know, after all the exhaustion starting in the morning till evening, I can truly say that I have this incredible peace. I have been married to her for 65 years now, and why would I be angry with God? The, the majority of my life has been great with her. <laughs> And I can only be thankful for those times and opportunities. And, I, and we were gifted with wonderful children 
who come and would come here to help us. That's really what joy is all about. It's not the denial of a difficult situation, but it's the assurance that I am not alone because when I look back, God has always been faithful. God has always been there. That's really where joy rests upon, the faithfulness and the abiding presence of God in our lives. Which means then that we can only be joyful if we have hope, if we have faith. That is why the words of St. Paul today in his letter to, to the Thessalonians makes sense. He said, brothers and sisters, rejoice always. And then after he announces this exhortation, he said, pray without ceasing. Because we can only be joyful if we are rooted in our faith in God. And how is faith expressed? By having a solid relationship with God, and it's always in prayer. And then he said, in all circumstances, give thanks. You know, sometimes it's hard to do this when we are overwhelmed with, with the weight of our problems. But again, if we look back, if we look back, God has always been there. You know, my spiritual director reminded me this about a few weeks ago because we can't meet anymore, you know, um, in person because he, he also lives in Washington and the driving. So I've been doing spiritual direction for myself through Zoom. And I don't like it because, you know, so I have been in Zoom meetings almost every day. And then for my own spiritual draught, I want to be like in person, but he's older. He, he told me, you referred to me as old before, Carrie. Just say older. You know, you're, I am older to you. So it's a, and, and I was just been telling him, I said, oh, I'm so stressed out. I get these emails about this and that and that. And it's like, and then he, he told me, compile the list of emails that are critical. I was like, what? Just take a t just count them. And I said, okay. And count the positive ones. <laughs> and you know, the positive ones are like 95%. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, you know, this makes sense. You know, because sometimes we can only zero in with the negativity and forget the other 95, which is the overwhelming in a manifestation of the presence and abiding love of God in our lives. And that helps me. You know, one of the things that I actually do is that, and I, and I enjoy this, during priesthood, am I talking too much? Okay, I'm fine. Uh, during priesthood Sundays, our kids at the school would give us like the cards that they do with their drawings and colors and their message and they're the most innocent and the most beautiful message that you could receive i always keep my three favorite ones in my bedroom 
Whenever I'm feeling down, I just open and read them. I, I keep three in my office. I keep three also in, the, in my living room. It's like just to remind me of God's assurance because sometimes we forget how the Lord has been so marvelous to us. These little things, you know, this is what the Lord, this is how the Lord breaks open. But sometimes the negativity is the one that overwhelms us. Let's not allow that to happen. Test everything, retain what is good, refrain from every kind of evil. How will the Lord give us his joy? The book today, or the reading today from the book of the prophet Isaiah is just a great, great reminder on how the Lord will give us this joy that we celebrate today. He said, He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord. These are the ways in which the Lord will give us joy. Glad tidings to the poor, healing our broken heart, the brokenhearted, giving us liberty from our captivity and release from our imprisonment. Is it not these things too that rob us of our joy, poverty? And I'm not talking about material poverty. Things that we consider lacking in our lives rob us of our joy it can be respect from the spouse, from children from spouse it can be love whatever we think that we're poor right now it robs us of our joy to heal the brokenhearted what breaks your heart that robs you of that joy liberty to the captives what in prisons or enslaves us right now. It can be a form of addiction or whatever it is. Is it not what the Lord, what Jesus did for us? Giving us himself so that we become rich, healing our, healing our brokenness, releasing us from the greatest captivity there is, the captivity of sin, and releasing us from our own imprisonments and announcing that we are children of God, announcing a year of favor from the Lord. This is what the Lord have, has done for us, so there is a cause of great rejoicing. Another thing that can be a cause of joy for us is what John the Baptist was asked by the, by the Pharisees in the gospel today. Who are you then? Who are you? What are you then? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? 
if we are not able to answer that question ourselves as to who we are, we will not going to be joyful. If I don't know who I am in relation to my Maker, then how will I be able to live myself authentically? If I don't know who I am in relation to my Creator, then how, I be, and how will I be able to relate well accordingly to my neighbor, according to the plan of God? To be joyful is to be rooted on our own identity. And God says our fundamental identity is that we are His children. We are His sons and daughters. And because of that, we are always full of hope no matter what situation we find ourselves into. My dear friends, rejoice. Rejoice. Be that joy. There's too much gloom already in the world. Let the people of St. Cecilia really be a people of joy. I know it's hard to see our smiles with a mask. But whenever you smile, I could see your eyes moving. Rejoice. The Lord is good. The Lord is faithful. And the Lord loves us. And that's more than enough to rejoice. Rejoice.